Thank you for listening to the audio version of Hollywood vs. Holiness with David O'Gray and Janique Stewart. Please subscribe to the video version of this program on YouTube or Rumble so that you can get more out of our reviews. Hollywood vs. Holiness begins now. Welcome in to Hollywood vs. Holiness. I am David O'Gray. And I am Janique. And on Hollywood vs. Holiness, see, this is where we talk about the things that we like coming out of Hollywood and TV and commercials and things that we did not like based upon a Christian standard of holiness. So, what do you like this week, Janique? Well, this week, I am so excited and I hope it's not the same thing for you. I hope we have two different shows in mind, but <laughs> I really enjoyed watching, it's on Netflix, it's called Anne with an E. Oh. So you haven't heard of it or you haven't seen no, it? No, I haven't even heard of this thing. What is this? Oh, it is fabulous. This is definitely clean content that you can enjoy that is family friendly, but there is a lesson of virtue and honor and friendship. We sent word to Mrs. Spencer to bring us a boy. You don't want me. There's no point in crying. There's been a mistake is all. My name is Anne Shirley Cuthbert and please be sure to spell Anne with an E. Dreams don't often come true, do they? Fiddlesticks. Isn't it wonderful that every day can be an adventure? And with an E is a revival, so to speak, of Anne of Green Gables. Oh. Yes, okay. yes, from the 1908 book, Anne of Green Gables. And so this young lady, she goes, Anne goes to Avonlea, and she's actually adopted into a family. It's actually a brother and sister who are farmers, believe it or oh. not. Yes. They haven't met anyone on FarmersOnly.com, but they're single. So they're brother okay. and sister who are older, and they adopt her into their family. And the second ep episode actually gets into her adoption. And it's beautiful. It's really sweet. Now, granted, I have not seen the whole season. But what I have seen so far, moving into the third episode now, it's really good content, really good, as I was saying, virtue and honor and the value of friendship, the value of um, of even understanding yourself and, mm. and being strong, courageous and brave. So I really I really do like it in some ways. It kind of reminds me and I know this is going to sound crazy, but I feel in some ways it is really good content very similar to remember watching frozen where frozen was about a friendship of two sisters who were there for one another hmm. well to me there was something beautiful in frozen that was different than the majority of cartoons well right. with Anne with an e there's something very beautiful because you see this young lady and you see the beauty of good friendship and what it means to be a friend. You even see, I feel, the role between men and women and how we're different. And different does not mean bad. It just means that we're different by design. I feel like you even see like in the third episode where she's actually being bullied. And a young man, it's not that he comes to her rescue, but he certainly defends her honor. And okay. I think that that's really good because I kind of feel that's rare today, especially when you look at most streaming content that mm -hmm. is online. Most of the time it is overrun with sex and sexuality and the focus is mm -hmm. everything but that which is virtuous and honorable. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like this is so refreshing. So 
I would love to get your take on that. And for those who are watching, I would love to hear if you've actually looked into Anne with an E and what you all think of it as well. Yeah, so this is um, it's a series. How many how many episodes? You know, I'm not sure how many episodes, but I haven't seen season two or season three because I haven't oh. even finished season one yet. Oh, but okay. I do know that I believe there's three seasons. Okay. So okay. it oh. is definitely uh, something that so far, like I said, I'm on episode or in the middle of episode three. So yeah. I can't wait to see what everyone else thinks about it because I think so far it's really nice and wholesome. But it's, yeah, really I good. Check I mean, it out. it's good entertainment, really good entertainment, but it's clear. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. I'm going to let you know what I think. Thank you. No subtitles. It's in English. So. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what about you? What do you like? Yeah, so I just finished the episode on, or it's the show, it's a miniseries on the Disney streaming network. It was called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So this is two Marvel characters. Uh, Falcon is played by, his real name is Sam Wilson, and then Bucky Barnes plays the Winter Soldier. So this is part of the, the Avengers stock that they've been coming out with movies with. And so this is this miniseries, which I think is just five episodes, five or six episodes, it takes place right after, not long after, the last Avengers movie called Endgame, where the world, a god named Thanos came along and he wiped out half of the world. So now everyone's back now after Endgame and they're trying to figure out how, how to negotiate this world where half of the people have been gone for a long time. So borders changed, governments changed. People, you came back after Thanos took you away, and now somebody else is living in your house. So the world is a mess. So that's the setting that this comes in. So what I really like about the show, as uh, you know, when I was a kid, I mean, I, I watched, I read, um, I had a comic book series about the original Captain America, mm-hmm. who he's called the original Captain America, but he was ris- one of the people who they started experimenting on with the the drug that gives Captain America his strength. And so, like a lot of things that were tested on people at that time in history. He was a black man. And, and so he was never given a credit as being so-called the first Captain America. And so in the Avengers, all the Captain America movies they had never touched this story, which is important to Captain America and how he comes to be. And, and so all these movies that Marvel came out with, none of them talk about this original black man who's Captain America. But so finally in this mini story, mini series, they get to the story. And and so it's it's really, it's really neat. And I like the way they did it. And um, so yeah, it's really, I didn't know that was coming, caught me off guard, but I'm glad it was there. Isaiah, look at you. This is um, Sam. Sam, this is Isaiah. He was a hero. One of the ones that Hydra feared the most, like Steve. We uh, met in 51. If by met you mean I whooped your ass. Nice. Hmm. Well, I certainly haven't seen it. I think I've seen a previous for it. I've heard about it, but I haven't seen that. So very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. And so we talked a little bit about this. I think let's segue into something that we want to talk about. And I, I would segue this way. You know, recently I was disturbed, last week I was disturbed, when a Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina, he was responding to President Joe Biden's address to a joint session of Congress, right? Mm -hmm. And this is something they they will give 
a sitting senator or congressman an opportunity to do. So Senator Tim Scott did this opportunity to respond to Joe Biden's address. And some of the responses that came out after Senator Tim Scott gave his response um, really, was really disturbing to me. I mean, I, I understand why people would disagree with some things he said, but the things that were said about this man were some things that you don't say in polite society or impolite society. And they were saying it without consequence. And I think what it showed me is that, I mean, I think we're just living in a kind of country right now where, where people don't seem to be able to know how to argue with one another. We don't seem how we don't seem know how to disagree with one another without using personal insults. And because of this, we see marriages, people getting divorced, we see families falling apart, we see friends breaking up. And and we were told for like four years before this that oh, it's all the fault of you know um, President Trump. But now we're seeing that this is just seems to be the case. You know, Trump is off of social media. We don't hear from him really. And this, this this nastiness is still going on. It's everywhere. And I think we should talk about this. I know you told me recently that you saw two shows on TV that you think might help us navigate through this. Sure, sure. I think that there, I think first you're spot on. I think that unfortunately in our society, we have lost the ability to have respectful and civil discourse. That's completely out the window. And especially, I think, because of the role of social media, people feel like they can insult you online. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, they would never really say that to your face. So I do believe that social media can kind of give you this anonymity to be rude and to be impolite and to call people names. So the name calling has become very pervasive because of the false sense of security that social media provides. Mm -hmm. But that being mm -hmm. said, I do think that part of the reason that our society seems to be very polarized is also because of the role of the media when it comes to entertainment, specifically television shows, and how they portray a certain side. Mm. Now, one of the episodes, I don't know if any of you watch a, The Good Doctor on a regular basis or even a show called New Amsterdam, but on The Good Doctor, they actually kind of touched on the issue of gun control, but they did it in a very stealth way, in my opinion, where they really did not take a side per se, but you did see the issue. You see what happened where there is a protest. So kind of I'll set it up for you. And, and in case you haven't seen it and you intend to watch it, I'm just letting you know that there is going to be some spoilers in this, but it essentially <laughs> what happens is you see the very beginning, it's two moms and both of them are in their respective cars with their son. Hmm. So they each have their son with them. Uh, both of them are under the age of 10, one being eight and a half, the other one being nine. So it's mom and their son and they're going to a protest to really teach their sons about free speech and what it means to actually, um, I guess, protest. So they both go, and then the very next scene is they're at the hospital, and you see on the news that there's been a shooting, and the next thing you see is that both of these little boys were shot at this protest. 
And that's where everything kind of picks up. And that's where you see now this becomes the heart of this episode where they're kind of delving into both sides because on one side, one mom represents one of the sides. The other mom represents the other side. Now they never really tell you what proposition 266, which is, is what they're protesting. You never really get to hear what it is about, but you do know that someone has been shot. Both little boys have been shot and their lives are hanging in the balance. Freaking me you are. I've lost children before. This one's different. And the next thing that you begin to see is the tension between the moms. Both of them are in this waiting room. They both now have a son that had that is literally on the brink of death, the edge of death. So they're there to comfort one another, not knowing each other, didn't even see each other at the protest, but they know they're both there with, with their sons in the middle of surgery. And all of a sudden, one mom looks down and she sees the bracelet of the other mom and realizes that her, that this little boy's mom is on the other side. And now all of a sudden, rather than being able to comfort each other during this time, even though they're strangers, there is a common bond in suffering and pain. So rather than comforting one another, now it's you are the bad person because you're on the other side. So what did you think about that scene? Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I know we're going to talk about this a little more in our in our deep dive in the next segment. But what that that that's that's that scene itself in the scene when the nurse, um, and the the other doctor they're in the surgery room, yes, and they're having a discussion about who they voted for or or some you know the some issues, and one of the doctors says, "Hey, I voted for Trump," and all of a sudden they're here doing surgery. And there's some animosity here. And so I thought that was interesting as well. So. Oh, it was very interesting because that's actually the very next scene is literally now they're doing surgery on one of these young boys. And one of the first doctors says, man, it's kind of a shame that people can't protest peacefully. Right. And then she goes on to say that, and I thought this was very interesting. She does get this dig in. She says, Republicans seem to be so intolerant of any political differences. And right. that's when one of the other doctors actually essentially says, well, wait a minute, there's actually intolerance on both sides. Yeah. And then you see the other doctor say, well, wait a minute, you know, what would you say if I supported uh, or if I support like the second amendment or the right to, to bear arms or something to that effect. And then the other doctor says, well, I actually voted for Trump. And then she's all surprised that this gentleman who I believe on the show, I think he is LGBTQ. I think he's somewhere in that, that umbrella. So she's yeah. shocked that because he's LGBT, that he would actually vote for president Trump. Yeah. And so that's where they kind of start to have this dialogue in the middle of surgery. In the middle of surgery. In the middle of surgery, which obviously I'm not even sure if that's realistic. I don't know if surgery. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Have that kind of conversation. I'm thinking, yeah. yeah, that's really negligent on your part to be even talking about something like that when your focus should be your patient. But then we kind of, we, we see it almost unravel. And then we see the other doctor say, look, enough. OK, yeah. enough. But I thought it was very interesting that the LGBT doctor who says I voted for Trump, 
he actually does say something that's really important. He actually said, you know, I've actually been afraid or ashamed to say something because I did not want to be vilified. Right. Yeah. And I believe that that's where most people are in our country today, especially in a climate where it's politically correct to be liberal and progressive and a Democrat, but it is politically incorrect yeah. if you are a conservative Christian and if you are a Republican. So, and, and the, the truth is, I am amazed from my experience, I don't know about yours, but I can tell you during the time of the election, I was amazed how many people would say, like they were in, like they were in the closet, like I'm secretly like, yeah, I like Trump. You know, if I had on something that said Trump, or if I had something that said pro-life, or I'm voting to protect babies' lives, you would yeah. see people like, Right. But they were like all stealth about it, like in the closet. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? And why? Why is it that they were afraid to say what they believed? Because it is the in, it's the politically incorrect view right now. So a lot of them, they would, they, we knew they were voting that way, but they did not want other people to know how they were going to vote because they were afraid of being vilified. And that's an amazing world where we have a system of voting and it's free voting. And that, but people are have been shamed and afraid to express how they're going to vote or tell the people how they're going to vote. I mean, that, that's just not the world that we want to live in. That's not the society we want to have, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the, the other show, New Amsterdam, how did you think that it contrasted with this or offered another another view? And we'll talk a little bit about this, and then we'll in our next segment, like I said, we'll do a deep dive into both of these shows. Sure. So I felt that in all fairness, with The Good Doctor, I believe that both sides were somewhat represented and they were represented for the most part accurately. Okay. In contrast, New Amsterdam also has a shooting, but their shooting is initially it was called uh, a drive-by, drive is what the dad says, but it really yeah. wasn't. It was that he had purchased a gun and he left it around i guess unlocked and his daughter gets a hold of the gun and she ends up shooting herself and now has to be rushed in for emergency surgery but then you see where it takes a whole different turn because they bring in black lives matter they bring in the idea of all lives matter however the way that they have the characters use the term or the phrase or the idea all lives matter is not the way most people use it yeah. And that's what I was very disappointed because I feel like at least The Good Doctor, most of the time, I'll be honest, I have issues with The Good Doctor in almost every single episode. Yeah, because we talked about this on, um, on, on on some other shows that we did yes. together. Most okay, of so, the time, yeah. I am not a fan of The Good Doctor. I don't like the way generally that they portray, especially conservatives and those kinds of things. And, and even I believe that they're promoting the LGBTQ agenda by far. Mm -hmm. But yeah. in this episode, it was, let's present both sides and let's not necessarily even take a side. Let's just present both sides and yeah. let's do it well. And let's also provide a bridge where regardless of your views, you can come together and support one another because that is what happens at the end. The moms end up coming together and one mom 
ends up saving the life of the other son. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that was beautiful that you can right. have two opposing sides and you can come together. Even the doctors ended up, let's kind of come together and let's find peace and let's find a way to move past this and communicate and still be friends in spite of our views. However, with New Amsterdam, I felt that it was very intentional for them to portray the all lives matter phrase in the wrong context. No one is using it flippantly to, in a way to try and justify your own wrongdoing. Yeah. You yeah. see that, 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 whole, that whole side of that husband and wife, I think was just forced. It, it was just, it was just everything they said it was. was forced. Even, even when she says that, um, yeah, not all lives matter or, yes. um, we were fearing for our lives because of the protests. So we had to go get a gun. And it, it just seemed to be, they were really just trying to fit a narrative in there to respond. To respond yes, to. But not just to try and get the narrative in there. They wanted to portray those that say all lives matter in, it was used in a very irresponsible context because I don't know anyone that says, I believe that all lives matter. And most of the people that I know who say all lives matter aren't using it flippantly and aren't doing it the way that they portray them because they were, they were racists in this episode and they were using it in the wrong context. But I believe that New Amsterdam knew what they were doing. Oh, definitely, definitely. And so that's where you see the juxtaposition. You know, you see one show handle it well that you can have both sides of the issue. And even if you don't agree, you can still have common ground and you can still be respectful of one another. But I felt that New Amsterdam did not do that at all. I felt that they did a disservice to uh, even to the whole conversation as a whole. I don't believe that they gained any ground whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So let's pause here and then we'll come back in the next segment. We'll talk about um, just the bigger issue in general. Like, how do we have conversation with people we may disagree with politically in, in, in this climate? How do we argue civilly? And oh, and then next week, I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about. Oh, yes. From Hulu. How many of you, and I'm just wondering if you all are actually tuning in to Hulu's The Handmaid's Tale. Well, now, as of, I believe it was on April 28th is when they released season four. So we're actually going to be delving into season four of The Handmaid's Tale. So yeah. I really want to see all of you who are watching. I'd love to get your take if you've seen the first, second, or third season, because now it's time for the fourth season. So that's what we're going to be getting into. Yep. Awesome. So, yeah, so that's what we'll be talking about next week. So I'm really looking forward to us getting into The Handmaid's Tale. But for those of you that, that are watching, please, 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 if there's any other shows that you would like for us to, to review, or whether it's even a music video or something that you've seen in Hollywood, in the media, please let us know. We'll be more than happy to address and to kind of break it down so we can look at it from the vantage point of Hollywood versus holiness. But thank you so much for watching and we will see you again. See you next time. See you next time. Hey, Janique, what do you think about this? Did you make it green again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're so funny. <laughs>
I thought I, I thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna trigger you. I thought you were gonna scream or something like no, not green. <laughs> Green does trigger you. Sometimes, sometimes people is red. Yours, okay. I know your trigger color now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I need prayer for the color green. Right. Right. <laughs> is the checker pattern throwing you off? So I switch to a solid, solid color real quick. Is that? No, I think it's fine. Okay, cool. Okay. It's not. It's not too small. If it was really small and tight, then I think the screen would jump. But it's just fine. You make me think of the 4th of July, a picnic. <laughs> as long as I don't remind you of um, somebody you would see on a farmer's only dating website. That's <laughs> farmer's only <laughs> Well, maybe. Did you know about that? That's, my, that's what my, one of my sisters found her husband. Really? Yeah. On farmer's only? Farmer's only, yep. Yep. I didn't yep. even think that that was like people were really using that. I didn't think it was really real. I thought it was more like a joke that ended a couple of years ago. <laughs> really? Is <laughs> is is not there anymore? Well, I I don't know. I mean, I, I just assumed it was just a joke, but I didn't realize oh. that it was real. You never see huh? ads for it anymore. Ah, okay, okay. Well, maybe we'll see your sister on one. She can be a sponsor. <laughs> we'll pick them up as a sponsor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 